You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of the HR Mavericks podcast. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I have a pretty special guest with me. I have with me Stephen Fortuna, who is the community organizer, the lead, the head, the big honcho of HR Mavericks, our community. Stephen, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I got to go update my LinkedIn bio real quick with all those titles. <laughs> Much better than a community organizer. So... Well, we are stoked to have you on the show today. We're going to do a little bit different episode today. I know that there's some of our listeners who don't know a lot about HR Mavericks outside the podcast, right? And so we want to talk a little bit more about HR Mavericks, why it exists. And so who better to invite than the guy who started it all, Stephen Fortuna. So Stephen, tell our listeners who may not know you or may not have met you a little bit more about you and your background and what your role is with HR Mavericks. Yeah. So I'll start, I'll just talk a little bit about my current role and then kind of work backwards a little bit here. But I'm a community organizer for HR Mavericks. So me, Jaden, there's others on the team who work really hard every every week, every day to just create a really good experience for all of our HR Mavericks members between different events where they can learn, building different spaces where they can gather and just all sorts of fun activities and learning resources, right? And anything, really anything we can do to further democratize HR, which is our mission. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, kind of working backwards from there, I've spent, um, it's interesting to reflect on and realize how much time I've spent just in communities, like building communities, working with communities for most of my life, you know, at, in college, in student government. Later, I worked at a, a local PBS station and we I was a community engagement coordinator. I spent some time for a religious organization doing government relations and then ended up at at Qualtrics for a while, which is all about building experiences. And I was working in the employee experience line and all of that leading up to now I'm here at Eddie and working on building community here. And it's awesome. Just gathering people together. I think it's one of the more fulfilling things you can do in your life. Yeah, I agree. I It has been super fun. The last how long we've been at it with HR Mavericks, a little over a year. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. So it's been, it's been super fun and enjoyable to see people join the community, get involved, find value in it, and also give back. So I'll just put in a quick plug too. I'm biased because I get to work with Steven every day, but this guy, if you have a chance to connect with him is brilliant, especially when it comes to community and building community. He's done an awesome job with the HR Mavericks community. I know he's got a lot of stuff in the works to come. So if you have not connected with Steven, do it because I promise it's it'll definitely be worth your while. So Stephen, with that, let's transition into this topic today. So you and I talked a little bit more about, you know, let's have you on the show. Let's let's do this periodically. We've, we've done it in the past. You've been on before one of our earlier episodes to kind of talk about, you know, the, the community and why we're doing it. But today we want to take a little bit of a different direction and talk specifically about those one person HR teams. So, so many small businesses, right? They go through this evolution where you have the owner or maybe the 
COO, operations person, some other business leader, maybe an office manager who's doing the HR stuff. And eventually they get to a point where they need to hire someone to do the HR stuff. Maybe it's an administrative assistant who becomes the HR person. Maybe it's an office manager who becomes that. Maybe they hire someone with HR experience. And so it can vary there, but, and I think it varies by industry, but what would you say? Like, when do we typically see businesses hire that first HR person? I would, I would probably say, you know, again, varies by industry, but maybe in the 15 to 20 employee range is usually when that happens. What would you say? Yeah. I agree with that. It definitely depends on the growth trajectory of the company. So how many employees are you going to add anytime soon and how fast are you growing? But I think that ends up being a pretty good baseline, like around 15 employees. You need to have somebody who's probably close to full-time working on HR. And before that, but you always need HR the whole time. It's usually just the founder of the small business owner who is kind of doing, has one foot in HR as well. But yeah, that's that's been, I think, what we've seen about that 15-person mark. Yeah. So again, regardless of whether it's the owner, if you're the owner who's doing it or some other business leader, or you're that one-person full-time HR team, there are some unique challenges that come with that role, right? Talk to us a little bit more about some of the challenges you've seen as you've interacted with these one-person HR teams. Yeah, definitely. It definitely is different for every person. Like you said, some people are just throwing HR responsibilities with no previous experience. Others are hired to be the VP or director of HR with a lot of experience, but I think they still have a lot of common struggles. And they're, they're, they're struggles that anybody in a one-person department would face, but I think there's some that are uniquely because they're in HR. And the first of which is just being alone, right? You have no... like. A good like test for this is if you see an HR meme on the internet and is there anyone inside your org that you could send it to and have a laugh about it with, right? And if you don't have that, then it's immediately a more stressful situation for you. It's, it's not as enjoyable. So I think that's the first one, just being alone, kind of just on a friendship, like basic human level. And HR is specifically isolating because of the issues you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Like you can't just talk to employees about everything you're thinking about, whereas marketers and other people, we like to just sit around and talk about stuff. But I think that's the first one, right? It's just that human connection. The second is really knowledge. And again, some people come in with a lot of knowledge, but a lot of people, a lot of business owners don't understand yet how much to value HR. So they will just kind of throw it on somebody and they won't know how to do it yet. And like the scope of HR responsibility is so massive, even seasoned professionals, right? They don't have exposure to every single piece that they need. I think resources to HR is like a chronically underfunded department. So they won't yeah. have tools they need. That and one they, especially, just yeah. before you go on to that one, especially, I think is something we talk about all the time, because one of the things that, you know, I I've seen too, with working with so many of these businesses is business leaders, owners, they're well-intentioned for sure, but most don't come from an HR background. Right. And so they see HR as like an administrative function rather than a strategic function. It's really unique when you can find an owner or CEO who has come from maybe a more formal HR background. I'm thinking of a few who we've talked to and worked with in the past, and they're amazing leaders and they get the strategic value of HR and they use it you know, as a something to propel all other areas of the business forward. And so I think that's a big one that you hit on. And, and, and it takes 
expertise to know how to strategically leverage HR, especially when you're the only person who has to do the administrative and the strategic, right? Like how do you balance that and know what to do in that instance? So I think that's a really great point. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a huge one for sure. And then I think the final one that just comes to my mind is around like feedback kind of goes back into the learning, but like you and me, for example, we're always throwing stuff back and forth in Slack saying, Hey, check out this article or what do you think of this idea? And again, you just don't have that sounding board to really help you make, you know, refine your strategy. So if I, if I had to sum it all up though, it's, you're overwhelmed, underfunded, undertrained, you're alone. And that leads to a bunch of overwhelm and that is going to lead to underperformance. And that's going to lead to a vicious cycle of, oh, I'm overwhelmed. So I'm underperforming. So now they're going to invest less in my department. They're not going to hire someone else. So now it's going to be even worse. And so I think in a lot of cases that can start in one person, HR teams and kind of get out of it. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like you said, it's a vicious cycle, right? And so we, part of the mission of HR Mavericks and where it came about is really to help solve some of these challenges that one person HR teams face. I mean, we have members of the community who are on bigger teams than one person HR teams, but our focus for HR Mavericks is really small businesses, right? And one of the biggest challenges that they face is really this transition of no HR person to a solo HR team to then starting to grow and how do you do that really well? And I think a key piece for this, especially again, right there in the middle, when you have that one person HR team, which so many businesses are in that boat, it's amazing how many are in that boat, right? Um, the, the, The key to help with that really can be community, right? Yep, yep. But community is this broad word too, that means a lot of things. And when you think of formal communities out there, there's a lot of different flavors of community. So like when we talk about that, tell us a little bit more about the different types of communities that you have seen, what community really means, and then how each of these communities can can play a different role for these one person HR teams. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's fascinating the amount, the like different flavors, shapes and sizes of communities that exist. I think there's like a a sort of a standard perception of community as a Facebook group, right? Or this or that. But I think it's a lot broader and there's a lot like there's more distinct like types of communities than just like one. So yeah, I'll, I'll share some that I've kind of come across as we've tried to explore the HR community space. I think the first one, <clears throat> really community is any level of connection between people. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start with that, but then think a few different flavors of communities that you'll encounter. And all of them are useful, by the way, but just useful in different ways. The first one is actually less of a community, but I'd call it an audience community. Hmm. So these are all of the influencers, smart people you really look up to and respect who are probably on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and they post every day, right? And you're kind of a part of their community. You're following them, you're learning from them, and it's awesome, but it's only one-way communication. You're not going to get any advice, really. You're going to get some sort of standard templated knowledge and wisdom from them. You can kind of curate your own like list of people to follow and I think there's a lot that you gain from that. There's a ton of people I learned from, but I think you're doing yourself a big disservice if you stop at that kind of layer of community. The next one that I would kind of bring up is what I would call your personal community or mentor community. 
Mm-hmm. So as you go along, you'll start to find people that are like, hey, I really want to be like them or learn more from them. And you can start to form one-on-one connections with a handful of people. I know I have former teachers who are like this. Garrett's one of these people for me. But you start to have your own personal circle of people that you can talk to and message here and there and meet up with. And I think that's, it's huge key. Like no matter what kind of communities you want to be a part of, I think you always want to strive to have that one. But a few disadvantage to that is you're going to be waiting for them to reply. You're not going to be talking to them as often. They're not going to have exposure to everything. You want to find Definitely. people. Who, yeah. I was just going to say definitely deeper connections for sure. Right. But it's hard in like the real time you face this challenge at work. What do I do? Right. Sometimes they might be in a meeting or on vacation and aren't, aren't able to connect with you at that moment. Right. Yep. Yep, exactly. So definitely invest in them, but you need that immediate feedback, which is where kind of a third type of community comes in. And I have mixed feelings about this kind of community. I think this is what generally people think about when they think about communities online. And that is the Facebook group, or I like to think of them as Google communities. Basically, what you can do is go to any of these communities and drop a question. And, you know, maybe eight people will come and drop a comment if you're lucky, uh, trying to answer your question. It's great for the quick, quick feedback. It's easily accessible. There's a lot of great things. But at the same time, you're not going to form any deep connections with any of these people because the next time you post this, you know, there's actually just taking a step back here. There's this funny yeah. uh, concept called the Dunbar number. I don't know if you've heard of it, but mm-hmm. it's essentially the idea that you can only form connections with 150 people, like stable connections with a good connections with 150 people. And it's off some studies on like monkeys or something. Hmm. And so you start to think about these massive community where, you know, a hundred people might see your post hundred random people out of a hundred thousand. And 10 will comment and then a different hundred people see it next time and a different 10 comment. So you're just never going to form the connections. Like it's just too big at that point. And yeah, so lots of great things to like about those, but I think they're overrated because you Mm -hmm. can't always trust the quality of the information and you're not going to get that, the connection that you need. It's almost opposite in some ways from that personal community, right? Where it's real time, but it's less you know, it's not deep connections at all. Right. Whereas that those personal mentors are like those deep connections, but not necessarily real time. Right. And so, yeah, like you said at the beginning, like these are definitely like all useful in certain ways. Right. But they all have their strengths and their weaknesses of them too. Right. So I know there there's, there's kind of a last flavor, which is kind of what we're trying to do with HR Mavericks, which is similar in some ways to each of these, but different in some ways to each of these. Tell us a little bit more about this like last type of community. Yeah. So I don't know what the name for this is really. I don't know what the name for any of these are, but I think it's somewhere between that sort of Google community and a personal community where you can organically meet people who are, you are going to find real connections with and have real camaraderie and they care about you enough that they'll be around to answer your questions too. And you trust them, but, but yeah, so, so kind of a mix of that instantaneous and trust. And I think what really creates these kind of communities, which is totally key to HR Mavericks is purpose. And so people in HR Mavericks come back and help each other out because they are specifically in the community to help each other out and to help yeah. other. 
Like democratizing HR is the purpose. And not a lot of communities have a driving purpose. There'll be like a, like there's a Facebook community that's called human resources. What is the purpose of that community? I don't know. The purpose of that community is to get in and ask each other questions about human resources, I guess. But for HR Mavericks, because we're so focused on democratizing HR, the effort we all put into it and the care that that we have is pretty is is higher level than your standard community. So, and there's others out there too that are that are really good. Like HR Mavericks isn't the only one, but I think yeah. it's a good thing to look out for. Why does this community exist? Do the members care about being there and care about what you know helping the community too? Yeah, totally. I've I've heard you call this type of community before like a collaborative community, yeah. right? Where it's like you're working together. And I think it it's different than the others that you talked about before, right? Because there's this shared purpose. Everyone's there not only to consume, but also to add to exactly. and share and build towards that purpose, right? It yeah. can be more real time, but it also can allow you to build more personal, deep connections. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. And that's what we're striving for in the HR Mavis community specifically. But, you know, as a one person HR team, do it all, right? Find your own personal mix of, of those four. And there's, I'm sure there's others too, but, uh, but we're trying to be a really positive force specifically for those small businesses as well. So, so to push on that a little bit more, how would you summarize what the benefits are of HR Mavericks specifically for those one person HR teams? Like, like what, what, what value should a, someone in a one person HR team get out of HR Mavericks that they might not find in these other types of communities, right? Yeah. So I think the connection is big. We try to build regular events to connect the same people over and over. So deeper connections are, are, we kind of go beyond. So the typical model for education in a community is ask a question, get an answer. And that repeats itself over and over and over and over. One of the big differentiators of HR Mavericks is you ask a question, you get an answer. And then that answer is added to our encyclopedia about HR. So Mm -hmm. we have kind of this community brain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We download it all there. So it's easily accessible at any time by anyone. And uh, yes, that just makes learning a lot better. And it all, it all feeds into it. Right. So like these podcasts, right. You can find in the, in the HR encyclopedia, there's anyone can sign up to share their knowledge on a certain HR topic and write an article about it. Mm -hmm. There's panel discussions, which might be different members of the community getting together and talking about a certain topic, which could then be added to one of those articles alongside a podcast episode, right? And, you know, we're starting to add research and statistics to those. And so all of these things are really built around this purpose of let's build this shared brain, if you will, of HR knowledge. Let's work alongside each other. And in the process, you're going to get to know people pretty well and build some connections, learn about the expertise they have, and they kind of become some of those personal connections with you. Is that right? Yep. Yep. I think more than probably any community that I'm aware of, we invite people to become a part of that mission. So you're not just put into a random group and you see some questions pop up and you answer them and vice versa. But we want to invite you periodically to be on a panel, be on the podcast, be on, you know, write an encyclopedia entry, critique an encyclopedia entry. And I mean, I know we'll get into this a little bit later, but some people think that they really need something, but what they really needed was actually to give something to someone else. You know what I'm saying? 
the part yeah. or some people really think they need to learn something, but what they really need is to teach someone else what they want to learn. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if that makes sense to like everybody listening, yeah. but there's, there's something really special about contributing that ends up giving you more than you contributed. And we, we invite people to contribute. Yeah. Said a different way, I think is, you know, I know for me, the times where I learn the most is when I have to teach someone else, right? Yeah. It takes another level of understanding to be able to share your knowledge that you have with someone rather than just consume that knowledge and say, I have it. Right. And yeah. I think that that's part of what we're trying to do in the HR Mavericks community too. Right. It's not, I mean, frankly, it's not easy to be part of the HR Mavericks community. We ask a lot of our members, right? right. They're sure if you're a passive member and you just want to come and, and consume, we're not going to turn you away, but yeah. you should definitely think about whether HR Mavericks is for you or not, because the right. people who are getting the most out of the community are the ones who are most active in the community who are finding the time. And again, it's hard. We're all busy, especially yeah. when you're that one person HR team, but you find the time to be able to share your knowledge. And in the process of sharing your knowledge, you deepen your knowledge too on those topics, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. I think some of, some of my favorite moments in the community have been when somebody asks a question and I realize we don't have a resource to answer that question yet. And someone else in the community says, Hey, I want to write an encyclopedia entry about that. Yeah. Right. Or even the person who asked the question is reflected that as like, well, basically I'll look into this more, find the answer myself, and then I'll write an article about it. So the whole community has access to the knowledge I just spent a week learning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool to see. It is cool. And it's early. We're just getting started. Like we, like we said at the beginning, just a year into this, but it's been really fun to see it evolve and grow. So as the next question I have for you really is for those one person HR teams, especially, but for anyone who's looking to join any of these types of communities that you talked about, what are some tips or recommendations that you have for those people to be able to get the most out of the community? Yeah. My first, my first tip would hundred percent be just jump in. Like, don't, don't think too hard and you can get in a lot of communities and get out if you're not that interested in them. Right. Yeah. So like the key here is like, start to multiply your HR team by pulling in these communities and you'll find the ones that you like over time. So that's the first one is just jump in. The second one is help out. Like that's a great place to start. It's kind of funny. That's even like some of the best advice on social media, which is like, the biggest communities, right. Mm -hmm. Is, you know, don't post a ton yourself, just go comment on other people's posts and, and get to know them and help them and answer their questions. I think that's a great place to start, but, but yeah, I mean, that's my biggest tip is come with everything that you have to offer and kind of say, Hey, here's this. And then wait and see the connections you form with the people based on that and, and go from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I, can I add one other too? Yeah, and this is, yeah. this isn't a fully formed thought, but it's kind of summing up what we were just talking about before. And it's really come to give as much as you come to get. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so most of the time, the thing that prompts all of us to go and find this community is we have a need that we need to fill. There's something we need to get. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's inherent in all of us. It's not going to go away. And it's, and that's part of the reason why communities exist. But if you can have an equal measure of, I want to share, I want to give yeah. to 
and help this community, then it's it's like what we were talking about before. In a roundabout way, when you focus less on what you get and more on what you give, you yeah. actually end up getting more right out of it. And yeah. so like more of it comes back to you and you learn more and you deepen knowledge and relationships and everything else when you focus equally on the giving, not just what you get from it. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, man, like if you really, I, I'm now thinking about like the people who had HR kind of thrown on them. It's an entry level job, but they're a one person team. Man, if you jump into these communities, your learning curve is going to be so like, it's going to be more exponential and you're going to find that next HR job, probably from somebody that you meet in one of those communities yeah. who saw that you were trying to give back and were trying to be involved and engaged and learn. Um, yeah. Like it's a big career accelerant too. So for sure. Um, so, so the next question I have for you, Steven, as we get close to the end here is I know that there's probably listeners out there who are those one person HR teams, maybe early in their HR career, don't feel like they have a ton of expertise or knowledge. And they're sitting here right now thinking, I don't have time for this. I'm wearing all of these hats and I don't, I don't have any expertise. I'm not the expert on anything related yeah. to HR. I know a little bit about lots of areas, but it's not anything that anyone else wouldn't know. Like if there are those people out there thinking that right now, what would your response be to, to them? Yeah. My response would be like, Hey, I have the exact same feelings about the roles that I'm in. I feel not qualified. I feel like, you know, I shouldn't be on a podcast or I shouldn't engage with people on LinkedIn. And a lot of those things probably have some truth to them, but the more that I do those things, the more qualified I become, the more confident I become, the better I am at what I'm doing. Everyone has such unique perspectives that even somebody that's going to cough the street and you're going to ask them a question about HR, maybe not HR terms, like they're going to have a unique perspective that might spark an idea or like a way that you sh should change. I'm, I'm just trying to say that like everyone uh, has something to add. Right? Everyone has something. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's, and that's a core belief of kind of like our purpose of democratizing HR is that everyone should be involved and contributing and sharing their thoughts in some way or another. So you're going to have a lot of unique perspectives that, that others, even senior professionals won't have, yeah. like won't have. So yeah, totally agree. I did, I did a, another podcast episode recording previously with one of our members of our community, Sarah, who should be out soon, probably the week after this episode airs, hers will air. And she made a comment after we just recorded it. She said that she's been a member of the community from early on. She was kind of, but she's been kind of a lurker yeah. in the last year. Right. Yeah. And just recently has been able to get more involved. And she made some comments that she loves it. Number one, yeah. she's learned so much more and it seems so scary before when it actually has been easy and she's been felt really rewarded as she's just stepped out there, tried and surprised herself even a little bit is, you know, I'm, I'm reading yeah. between the lines here, but in my conversation yeah. with her surprised herself at what she was able to add and how easy it was and how valuable it was. So I think there's plenty of other stories and members of the community who are just like that too. The key is find the time and invest in yourself, in your learning and in others and sharing your knowledge and it will pay dividends, right? 
Yep. Yeah, the, totally. The, like the mental barrier of getting involved in really most things is so much greater than the actual like physical barrier and obstacles you have to overcome. And we try to make it super simple, whether you're on a panel podcasts, uh, if you're just in the slack hanging around, like we make it really as easy as we can to just mm-hmm. come and make an impact and feel good. So, and, yeah. and we reward you for it too. And right? Like there's some, yep. some fun perks along the way. We just sent out Absolutely. those awesome HR Mavericks jackets to, you know, yep. some members who've contributed, you know, we try and do giveaways and stuff like that. So it's awesome. And it's been super fun building this community. I think sky's the limit from here. So if you are one of those one person HR teams or not, if you're on a small HR team out there, come join the community and give back and deepen your expertise and knowledge. So if there are people who are interested, how would you tell them to go about joining or learning more about the community? Yeah, just head to eddie.com. That's our, our the creator of HR Mavericks and our sponsor. There'll be a community tab at the very top. Go ahead and click to that. You'll see the projects we're working on together. But obviously the most important thing there is going to be the join now button tap that button and uh, you'll just share a little bit of information with, with the community and we'll get you right into all the fun projects we work on and the Slack group. All right, Steven. So I know that there's probably listeners out there who are, you know, learning about the relationship of Eddie, the company that owns and, you know, sponsors HR Mavericks and hearing about the community and wondering, is it really free? Like, are there, are there any like hidden catches or anything like that to joining the community? What, what would you say to those people? Yeah. So first of all, yes, the community is hundred percent free. And like we've said previously, you'll actually end up um, getting some cool swag and stuff if you're around long enough, but Eddie and HR Mavericks are really aligned in that they want to do whatever it takes to help those people in the HR industry who are struggling, overwhelmed and having a hard time doing everything that they need to do. Eddie is focused on the software side more than anything, but they also realize that software doesn't solve all the problems in the world. And that's why they start investing in HR Mavericks as kind of a knowledge and community piece to help one person HR teams kind of form their strategies and get the advice they need. So no catches, just a really good partnership and alignment. And I have to say too, that this is another one of the unique things about HR Mavericks, whereas you have a lot of volunteer communities out there. Basically what that ends up being is a lot of volunteers doing the best work that they can, but the quality degrades over time and they can never quite achieve the vision that they're looking for. And then you have a lot of communities that are actually paid communities. You have to pay to be in this HR community or they make money off the community in some way. And the quality of those communities decrease over time because they need money. They they need money to survive. So Eddie and HR Mavics is this really interesting partnership that allows kind of the benefits of an open source community while also not having the pressure to monetize and make money off of you guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's absolutely right. I think you said it perfectly. I think, you know, at Eddie, the the balance we try to strike is not to have anyone who joins the community feel like any sort of pushy sales tactics at all, right? Yeah. That yeah. we want it to be about the HR Mavericks community. And if, you know, you need HR or payroll hiring software someday, and if Eddie could be a fit, yeah, we'd love for you to check it out. And we'll even give you a discount for being part of the HR Mavericks yeah, yeah, yeah. community. But but we we try to make them, people know that, 
you know, they're connected and Eddie is the owner and sponsor of this community, but it's not like you're going to get some pushy sales tactics the second you join the community. It's really about the community and democratizing HR and sharing that knowledge because we really do believe that it goes hand in hand with the technology. You need that knowledge. You need the community piece in order to do this really well. And that's really what it's about. It's helping these small businesses, especially those one person HR teams, like we've been talking about, be more successful in their own careers and at their companies, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Steven, this has been an awesome conversation. I always love talking with you and love hearing your thoughts on this topic. If there are listeners that want to reach out to you and connect with you specifically or have follow-up questions for you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. Come hang out with me on LinkedIn, connect there and come into our HR Mavericks Slack group and we can shoot some messages back and forth. But LinkedIn is a great place to find me. Awesome. Well, Stephen, thank you again so much for joining today. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Thanks, Garrett. You too. Appreciate it. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddie. Eddie is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.